I've been waiting 23 years to say that. Let's do an official start. This is the inaugural episode, the very first episode. So welcome to the FBI's Most Unwanted X-Files podcast. My name is Matt. And I'm Justin. And just to give a really brief history, I don't want to do all the stereotypical uh, background first podcast shit that a lot of uh, podcasts do, but if you want to know more about Justin and I, we have been doing another podcast for a very long time called Two Broke Geeks. You can check that out if you want to know more about what we're about. Yes. All right. I was that that is true. <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to insert something there. Um, so real quick here, the premise of the show is that uh, I have been an X-Files fan for a long time. I've wanted to do an X-Files podcast for a long time. And I had uh, somebody that was going to be my co-host, but he backed out very last minute. And I was like, well, shit, now I need to find another host. And Justin was like, well, I would do that with you if I knew more about the X-Files. And, I, and then somebody else popped in because we were having this conversation on Twitter and was like, you know, it might be interesting for a show because Justin's never seen the X-Files. He could watch it for the first time. And so that's where we are at now. Yeah, I mean, pretty much uh, my extent of X-Files is I have seen one season okay. – the last season. The newest last season or the original last season? The newest last okay, season. Okay, so season 11. Yeah. All right. That's the only X-Files I've ever seen because it was like on TV and readily available. I was like, oh, cool. Real quick, let um, me ask you a question then. What yeah. was that like seeing the 11th season with no background knowledge? I was so confused. <laughs> I thought you might I be. Was like, like, I'm just like, okay. Like, I, I was so like, I'm like, cool. Everyone's watching X-Files. I've never watched it. I guess I'll just jump in here and see what happens. And I was just sitting there going, yeah. Because literally um, season 11 not only depends on the plot of season 10, it depends on major things from the entire run of the series. I figured, I'm like, oh, I'm a quick I'm a quick study. Maybe I can just get kind of like the gist because yep. it's on like a different network. Yep. And it's been like, I'm like, oh, they're probably going to bring in new fans. So maybe like I'll just check it out. And I just remember finishing it going... I don't understand what the fuck just happened in any sense. Yep, I, okay, good to know then. Um, so, uh, I am stealing the format of this show from a friend of mine, Andy DiGenova, who does a great show called... Oh, excuse me, I had to burp right then. That's not the name of his show. Excuse me again, son of a bitch. Um, 
The name of Andy's great show that I'm stealing the format of this from is called Why Not Futurama, which is a Futurama uh, look back show, if you couldn't guess from the title. So if you are a fan of Futurama or have never seen Futurama before, go ahead and check out Why Not Futurama. So basically what I want to do here is where each episode of this podcast is going to be an episode of the X-Files plus two because there are two X-Files movies. So um, we'll go through the episode uh, kind of beat by beat, kind of recapping what happens. Uh, Justin can ask me questions about what's going on in the episode and I can kind of recap things that happen in the episode that turn out to be significant to the series. And I'm going to tell you right now, I mean, this first episode mm-hmm. is pretty straightforward. Yeah. Uh, at least, for, especially for me, it's just like, it's like pretty straightforward. It's pretty much mm-hmm. just, here's Mulder, here's Scully. Yep. This is the premise of what what's going yeah. on. I mean, like... Diving right in. I mean, it is a pilot, which is, uh, so yeah, what you just described kind of are, uh, things that a pilot's supposed to do. And it sounds like you think it did it pretty well. Yeah. I mean, pretty much FBI wants to know more about Mulder's Mm -hmm. X-Files. So they send Scully to put in a more reasonable level-headed, uh, scientist-ish mm-hmm. ner- like someone in the health profession or whatever to just get more of a basis on Mulder's findings and if there's any actual valid uh, data mm-hmm. that's coming from these mysterious uh, un- like unsolved crimes basically. Yep. Alright, so uh, season one, episode one, this is the pilot. It originally aired on September 10th 1993 it was written by Chris Carter who also created the show and it introduces several key components of the series obviously like we just said it's a pilot it's supposed to do that so why don't we dive right in here Uh, the interesting thing about this episode is it cold opens just on the X-Files logo you don't get the uh, now famous X-Files theme music. It just kind of cold opens and then says the following story is inspired by actual documented accounts and that's the only time that happens in the entire series which I find kind of interesting that they were kind of going for a um, what is the show? Law and Order that does that? The names have been changed to... Yeah, names have been yeah. changed to protect, to protect the innocent or guilty or whatever. Yep. Yeah, usually they do that at the beginning of every episode, whereas, yeah, this apparently, it's not in any of the And I don't know if that was something they planned on doing for the entire series and just dropped, or if that was kind of something they did just for the pilot. I didn't find anything about that. But, anyway... Uh, to keep going, uh, the show, you know, shows the uh, inspired by actual accounts. Then we get to a girl running through the woods. Uh, she is running from something, very scared. Uh, there's a lot of wind, there's a bright light, and a blurry mystery man appears. And kind of uh, the light gets really bright, 
to do a scene change right there and we get to uh turns out the girl is dead and has two weird marks on her back um and then we get a tease of what might be happening for the rest of the episode because one of the deputies says to the sheriff class of 89 it's happening again isn't it so that's a, a setup for kind of the rest of the series or not the rest of the series, the rest of the episode. And then we cut to the significant stuff uh, for the rest of the series where we are introduced to Scully, who walks into an office to have a meeting where we also see the first appearance of the smoking man. Do you... the sm Oh, that's the smoking mm -hmm. man? Well, yeah, you see him in the oh. back smoking a cigarette, right? He's Yeah. And um, the interesting thing about the smoking man is um, he wasn't supposed to be a major character. He was only supposed to be in this one episode as kind of a background character. But uh, Chris Carter ended up really liking William B. Davis, who plays the smoking man, and decided to keep him as part of the show. All right. Yeah, the other interesting thing about the smoking man, uh, this is just kind of a behind-the-scenes thing. They offered William B. Davis two options. You can smoke a real cigarette, or you can smoke kind of like a clove herbal cigarette on screen and uh william b davis was a non-smoker or had quit smoking and so he opted to always smoke like clove cigarettes because he didn't want to uh become addicted to actual smoking again fun fact fun guys fact. all right and so anyway like justin kind of alluded to earlier uh we learn about what the x files are very um not indicative of the quality of dialogue for the rest of the series, but it's very expository, kind of like, uh, we want you, uh, Dana Scully, to keep an eye on Mulder down in the X-Files. You know, do you know what the X-Files are? Uh, yep, they're unexplained, unsolved cases, yada, yada, yada. Um, they kind of talk about how Mulder was a really excellent agent for a long time kind of graduated top of his class um he is really good at like profiling serial killers stuff like that but he also has the nickname spooky Mulder, which is going to come up again for the rest of the series he is spooky Mulder because he likes all the weird shit cases like aliens and ufos and ghosts and stuff that's one thing i've noticed like in this first episode uh, for me, like I, I can like I watch a lot of films. I watch a lot of TV and yep. stuff. So you can kind of catch when that kind of stuff is gonna come back. And when they, when they when Scully was like, "Yeah, we I've known about his work." They call him like Spooky mm -hmm. Mulder. In my head, I'm like, "That's that's gonna be coming back probably at least a couple more times this mm -hmm. season." Yeah, that's his uh, <laughs> that's his nickname, and he doesn't like it, but he can't get rid of it because that's just what everybody calls him. So, and then uh, in the next few shots, uh, anyway, uh, we find out that basically, like you said earlier, that uh, Scully's job is to try and find some scientific reasons for the unexplained cases in the X Files, basically because the FBI feels like. 
uh, the X-Files division is a total waste of money. Um, so she's kind of a spy. And then we cut down to Mulder's basement office because they stick him down in what used to be the copy room but is now his office. Uh, I don't think they mentioned that in this episode, but that's just something no. I know is that it used to be the copy room. And she knocks on his door and he says, sorry, nobody down here but the FBI's most unwanted, which is where I got the title of this show from. Uh, and then she opens the door and she kind of looks around and we see Mulder's office pretty messy he's got up his uh, famous i want to believe poster and uh Mulder and scully meet for the first time and she introduces herself and it turns out Mulder knows all about her she's a you know doctor she's a medical doctor she teaches at quantico yada 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 just kind of a rundown of who scully is as a character um and so they jump into their first case together. Turns out Mulder's in there looking at slides of the dead girl that we saw at the beginning of the episode and slides of the strange mark on her back. And he reveals that she has an unknown organic compound in her system and so do a bunch of other people that have mysteriously turned up dead with the same marks in other states around the country. Yep, and yeah, yeah, okay, just was making sure that we were, okay. And so uh, then Mulder says, you know, do you, here's where we find out, and this is important for the entire series. The series has, uh, is mostly Monster of the Week, but also has an overarching story they call the Myth Arc, which has to do with um, Mulder's obsession with proving the existence of extraterrestrial life visiting the planet Earth. And, of course, Scully thinks that's ridiculous. Um, so that happens. And then it cuts to they're going to where this dead girl was found. Uh, and they're on the plane. And Scully, another moment that seems important. Scully's reading some papers and uh, learns about the tragic death of people that were in this class of 89 that was mentioned at the beginning of the episode and apparently a lot of them are dying and it zooms in on the name Dr. Nemen. Um, so that is obviously going to be important. And then, yeah, so far it's like the show does a pretty good job of like from just showing you like specific things mm -hmm. that is like, okay, that's going to be important. Yep. Cause yeah, when that came up, it was like Dr. Nemen. I was like, okay, Obviously, they're going to go talk to this guy, mm -hmm. uh, or he's going to be involved in something along the way in this episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Another thing I thought was interesting on the plane, it doesn't necessarily uh, play into anything significantly, except kind of showing you who Mulder and Scully are as people is that they hit that major turbulence and Scully is like terrified and Mulder's just hanging out there in his seat, like lounged across with his headphones yeah, on, just kind of not even noticing that they're having this major turbulence. That's just kind of one of those little character bits that I think is pretty interesting. It's pretty interesting. So for, like that, that's another thing about this that seems really cool is, how well they can set up like the personality traits mm -hmm. 
like like right off the bat because usually it takes like an episode or two yeah uh of a show to get like everyone's kind of like this person's this kind of way this person's this kind of way but this one kind of like lets it let you know right away Mm -hmm. like this person's more this one's more of like panic stricken or more or like more grounded well this one's definitely more of a believer of the of Mm -hmm. things uh and a little bit more on the carefree kind of side. right it's kind of almost interesting that she's the one that's like more scientific and more grounded and seems to have more of a fear of the potential of what the turbulence could mean and Mulder's kind of the out there one who doesn't even seem to notice the turbulence well he even says the line after it happens like i guess we're here yeah <laughs> uh. so Anyway, and speaking of another character trait, it cuts to um, Mulder and Scully driving in a car to their destination, and Mulder is eating sunflower seeds, which uh, turns out throughout the rest of the series, Mulder really likes his sunflower seeds. It will come up again and again to the point where I think there's even an episode where Scully's looking for him and realizes he's been there because there are sunflower shells. I'll have to keep that in mind, but I'm pretty sure there's an episode where she finds or she tracks him because she finds sunflower the shells. Yes, sunflower yeah. shells. Yeah. So Mulder is a sunflower seeds guy. He has another famous character trait that I don't know if you know about, but it doesn't come up in this episode. So I'll point it out when we get to it uh, in another episode if you don't already know. Do you know what Mulder's also really famous for besides sunflower seeds? Is it stabbing pencils through ceilings? Oh, there's that one, too. I forgot about that. But that one, too. Mulder likes to throw the pencils at the ceiling to see if they stick. Yep. Yeah. We'll get to it. That's the only one I know. Well, the other one you'll find entertaining when we get there. Uh, (laughs) uh, Mulder had... uh, Anyway, they show up. uh, They're in their car. And Mulder says that this case they're investigating has already been investigated by the FBI once, but the uh, investigation mysteriously came to a very abrupt end and was reclassified as an X-File and shipped down to his apartment, or his department, rather. And then he says that, uh, or he or she said, I didn't put this in my notes. I can't remember if it was Mulder or Scully that said Dr. Nemen autopsied the first three bodies. Oh, I guess it was Scully that said this. It was, it yeah, was Scully uh, who said she that. She realizes that Dr. Nemen autopsied the first three bodies, but he didn't report any marks or strange substances uh, found in their bodies. So it turns out they're going to have one of those earlier bodies exhumed so they can figure out if there's anything weird going on with one of those earlier bodies as well. And this is when the radio goes haywire in the car and a whole bunch of weird disturbances happen. They don't know what's going on. Mulder pulls over and for some reason gets out gets in the trunk, gets out a can of spray paint, and puts a big orange X on the road where the strange disturbance happens. And for right now, we don't know why. But that's another one of those things that the show is doing that we'll come back to later. Yeah. Sorry, take a sip of my drink here. Anyway, they get to their uh, cemetery, and they're going to do this exhumation. 
And oh, guess who turns up? Dr. Nemen. And he's very angry about the fact that they're digging up his uh, his work, his patient, past, the, his, his past, past. Yeah, the yeah. past victims. Because he was uh, out of town when this new latest victim got autopsied. He didn't do the autopsy, even though he did the other three. So maybe he's part of a big cover-up? Dun, dun, dun. Guess we'll find out. (laughs) And so um, they start talking about a kid named Ray Soames, who I guess is the guy in the... Yes, the guy in the casket is named Ray Soames. They're digging him up. He was the third death victim, uh, but he confessed to the first two murders and was put in a mental hospital... But he escaped that mental hospital and supposedly died of exposure after only seven hours in the woods on a warm summer day in July. Again, maybe more of that cover-up stuff. Cover-ups going to be very important as the series goes on. And that's the point where the casket falls off the crane that's lifting it out of the uh, grave. And of course, when it falls down, It comes open, and there is a very odd, very alien-looking corpse inside. Cut to black. (laughs) Dun-dun-dun. I really hope you don't put in uh, sound effects for that. It's just you doing dun-dun-dun. Oh, you think I'm going to bother to put in sound effects? That was the sound effect right there. (laughs) Dun-dun-dun. That's it. Dun-dun-dun. Cut to the next scene, and Scully is doing an autopsy, and Boy is Mulder excited and he's taking pictures and he says the corpse may be extraterrestrial and Scully thinks it's probably a chimp. And they don't... Yeah, a uh, orangutan. Oh, ra- yep. Yes, orangutan. But clearly Mulder doesn't think that at all. Um, then uh, cut to them in the hotel room. Scully's listening to her own autopsy narration listening back to her tapes to take notes and we find out that she found a strange metallic implant in the corpse's nasal cavity which um any anyone who isn't familiar with like um alien abduction stories from the quote-unquote real world may or may not know that uh strange metallic implants are indicators that somebody may have been abducted by aliens. So, yeah, uh, she is starting to get the impression that something weird is going on, but she still thinks she can probably explain it. And then we go to a scene set in a mental hospital where Scully and Mulder are talking to Ray Soames's doctor, trying to find out more about him. Uh, The doctor says that Ray had schizophrenia and that other people from Ray Soames' class, the fabled class of 89, are being treated at the mental hospital still. And so uh, Scully and Mulder want to meet them. They're named Billy Miles and Peggy O'Dell, and they've been in the hospital, the two of them, for four years. They were in a car accident. Uh, Billy is in a waking coma. He's catatonic. And Peggy is there reading to him, talking to him. And she freaks out when people come to visit him. And her nose starts bleeding. 
and Mulder notices she has the same weird mat, uh, weird marks on her back as the girl that died at the beginning and all the other victims that he was looking at from before. And so, uh, he figured they would be, but he didn't tell Scully. And Scully gets mad at him for basically knowing that the marks were going to be there. And she demands to know what he thinks these marks are. And he says that he believes they're signs of alien abduction, which Scully doesn't believe, of course. Um, so now we cut to the next scene. Uh, they're in the forest where the dead girl was found. It's nighttime. Mulder's compass isn't pointing north. It's just kind of spinning around. And Scully finds some kind of weird what looks like dirt on the ground but we find out later it's ash and then let's see scully uh there's this they're in the woods yep. and the cop uh the cop shows up and tells them they're on private property even though it's a active crime scene yes yep he's from the sheriff's office he shines a bright light and they kind of make it look uh, for a second, like it's like aliens coming to land before we find out it's just a guy with his truck running. Um, so, uh, one thing that happened, uh, of course, Scully and Mulder talk about the weird ash she gathered in the woods. Um, then this is something funny I noticed. I just wanted to bring it up. There's a shot of their car driving down the road that is, uh, you can tell somebody sped it up. It looks weird. <laughs> Like, I was watching it, I'm like... Oh, totally. What's that? Yeah, I, I noticed that too. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> it just looked fun. I just wanted... It has no bearing on anything. I just thought it was funny. I was watching, I'm like, uh, that car was clearly somebody just sped that footage up. Like, that car was not driving that fast in the shot. Um, so anyway, uh, as they're driving along, Mulder keeps checking his compass... And checking his watch, checking the time, and looking out at the sky. And then there's a pretty cool, like, visual. The bright light comes onto the screen. Everything kind of turns, like, white and gray and everything. And it freeze frames. Um, kind of a cool, low-budget effects shot. Uh, then there's a shot of the road, the light disappears, and their car stops dead with no power, and Mulder realizes it's nine minutes later than when he last looked at his watch, and he gets out of the car and realizes they were stopped right next to the X that he had spray-painted in the road earlier. So he thinks, of course, they've been abducted by aliens for nine minutes. And he thinks that's pretty awesome. Um, so, yeah. But Scully still thinks it's like, no, there's no real logical explanation mm -hmm. for it. No, you can't just lose right. time. Right, she doesn't quite right. understand what it means. Um, but then it yeah. cuts to another thing that recurs, not for the entire series. I think it only recurs for most of season one. But it cuts to... Scully writing up her report on the events of the day, which uh, she's doing on her old school laptop, which is kind of fun to see. Um, and that's just a little bit that uh, I figured I'd bring it up because it recurs at least for the rest of season one because it's 
her writing up her report for the superiors, kind of trying to explain what's happened to her for the day's uh, events. But then the power goes out, so she can't write a report anymore. And she goes to take a bath. And um, excuse me while I talk about how much I love Gillian Anderson for a minute. <laughs> and uh, she finds strange bumps on her lower back and has a freak out because she thinks that uh, she's been abducted. She finds those lower bumps. She thinks they're like the mysterious ones. She throws on her bathrobe over her uh, underwear, runs over to see Mulder. And has Mulder, Mulder like, uh, look at her things. And he says they're mosquito bites. And she gets all relieved and, like, hugs him crying. And this is the very first part of the will-they-won't-they they between Mulder and Scully that happens for the next seven seasons? I can't rem- There is a season where they finally resolve that. But I can't remember if it's seven or eight. or maybe even sooner but i feel like it's season seven where they finally talk about that i am well my well my question is because this is where i start being like wait were they really mosquito bites because i saw there were three Mm -hmm. instead of two and i was just like and it's been a long time since i've seen season 11 Mm -hmm. uh yeah uh but I'm like, I'm pretty sure those were actually was abducted in a different way, but I can't remember. Something does happen to Scully later on down the road involving aliens and abductions and everything. And that's pretty deep into the myth arc. And it actually gets quite confusing about whether or not aliens are really involved in what happens to her. Uh, We figure out later on in this episode whether or not aliens were involved in this story. But I think at this point, yeah, yeah, I think they are just mosquito bites. I don't think Mulder was lying just to make her feel better. Okay. Yeah. Um, And so anyway... This is the part where we find out Mulder's significant backstory where he and his sister were home alone one night. Um, he, he was younger and his sister was 12 years old at the point. At that point, his little sister, Samantha. And this kicks off Mulder's entire life. Uh, the entire series revolves on this. Um, that somebody... Or something, uh, the something that Mulder believes is aliens, abducted Samantha right out of their home uh, and she never came back. And Mulder says that he's spent his entire career, his entire life pretty much, trying to get access to classified information about the existence of extraterrestrials and keeps being blocked by people higher up the chain And that he's only allowed to continue his work because he has connections to important congressmen. But basically the entire series is this. It's Mulder uh, trying to uncover the government conspiracy to cover up the existence of extraterrestrials and the fact that those extraterrestrials uh, abduct people. Yeah, that's it. It it it's, yeah yeah that's pretty that's much it. Yeah, really right there in that one little speech he gives, 
the summary of the entire series. I mean, it's a pretty basic summary, but it's the entire series right there laid out in the first episode. It's uh, pretty blunt, actually. (laughs) Anywho, at this point, um, (coughs) the phone rings and somebody says Peggy O'Dell, the girl from the mental hospital, is dead. And we cut to a scene on the highway with lots of first responders And we find out that Peggy O'Dell, who was supposedly paralyzed, ran out in front of a truck and got killed. So how did this paralyzed girl run out in front of a truck? We don't know. But Scully does look at Peggy's body, sees she has a watch on, and realizes her watch is stopped at the same time she and Mulder were experiencing their own strange events involving lost time. So now, maybe there really were aliens involved. We don't know. So they leave um, because they found out that somebody stole the weird corpse they were autopsying earlier. So they go to go back to their motel, and it's on fire. And it's on fire with all of their case materials burning up with the motel. So they've lost... Everything that could potentially point to the involvement of extraterrestrials or some kind of cover-up going on. And then Dr. Nemen's daughter comes to them, says she needs protection, uh, and then explains to them she doesn't know how it happens, but she frequently shows up in the woods And that it's been happening since the summer of, what else, 1989. And that it happens to her friends too. And that she's afraid she's going to die like all of her friends. And this is when Dr. Nemen shows up. And he apparently knows what's going on. But he says not to tell anyone. Tells his daughter not to tell anyone. Because he wants to protect her. Um... So that happens, and then the daughter gets a big nosebleed, just like Peggy O'Dell, and a little implant. Is this when the implant comes out, or did she just get a nosebleed? She's got a nosebleed. That's what I thought. Okay. So her implant doesn't come out with... I'm think, I think I'm thinking of another episode. Um, so, uh, this is, uh, you know, like I said, Doc... Doctor, yeah. Ne- yeah, Doctor Nemen and the one of the other, the officer. Mm-hmm. That's it. Show up to pick up, uh, pick up his daughter. Yep. And that's when you realize that the other guy, the cop that caught them in the woods yes. as well, is the father of Billy, uh-huh. who's who's a vegetable in the hospital. Yep. And he tells Mulder and Scully to not go near Billy. So everyone involved at this point. From not Scully, you know, from the opposite side of Mulder and Scully, seem to know what's going on and are definitely hiding it from them. They're hiding evidence. So they go to the cemetery to try and dig up other victims to see if they can maybe research them instead of the one they had dug up. And it turns out, oh no, they're gone too. Somebody has gone to the cemetery and dug them up. And this is the point where. Mulder says that he's figured it all out. He knows who's behind everything. It's Billy Miles. He's the, of course, catatonic, unable to move one in the hospital. And he says that, you know, I I think he did this. I think 
aliens are involved. I think they're using him. So they go to visit Billy and they're kind of like distracting a nurse while Scully looks Billy over trying to figure out if he's really catatonic and she finds out that his feet are filthy and covered in the same stuff she picked up in the woods. How did a guy uh, who's a vegetable get dirty feet in the hospital? And so she finally has to admit that somehow Billy is involved and he is the killer. So they go back to the woods to find more samples of the stuff. uh, And they find that the detective, Detective Miles, is already there. And they hear screaming and so they run to help. And the detective knocks her out and tells her to stay away. But Mulder keeps going and he runs into Detective Miles again. And he has a shotgun and Mulder says he knows that it's Billy and that he knows that the detective knows it's also Billy and says you have to make it stop and so then we see Billy in the woods with uh, Dr. Nemin's daughter and he's got the same weird marks on his back as everybody else and here comes the bright light out of the sky lights them all up and when the light disappears Billy is out of his coma and the marks on his back are gone Case closed. Well, then they have the whole conversation back at the station. Right. They, uh, at this point, it does cut to Washington, D.C., where Billy is being examined, and he gets questions about the light in the sky, and Billy says he was taken away to a, quote-unquote, testing place and told to gather his friends and had something implanted in his head. So... Mulder was maybe right? We don't know yet. That's the entire point of the series. And the episode kind of closes with Scully being taken into another meeting and told everything she put in her report is strange and of questionable validity. And she says, yeah, it is. I don't know what to tell you. This is weird. Uh, I have no explanation. Uh, but here's this implant that I took out of the corpse. Go ahead, uh, keep it. I had it tested. They don't, nobody can tell me what it is. And so Scully leaves the office of her superior. The smoking man walks in and cuts away to Mulder calling, uh, calling Scully in the middle of the night. To just let her know that all the paperwork they filed in Oregon about the case they were working on up and disappeared. And so did the case file on Billy Miles. And then it cuts to the smoking man again. And he's in this great big storage area that kind of looks like the storage area at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark. And um, he reaches into a box and pulls out a container with more implants, just like the one Scully had. And he adds Scully's implant to the box, walks out of the room, and reveals that he is somewhere in the Pentagon. End of episode. Da, da, da. Perfect. So, um... <coughs> Anything you have from this episode? What did you think of your first 
real exposure to the series with this pilot episode? I mean, from from just a straight first time watching, um, I find it very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, can definitely see the appeal of it. I kind of wish I got on this when it first came mm-hmm. out. Uh, so it's kind of like because I know so I know so little about it, but also I know so much about it in terms of like working in retail, mm-hmm. cultural, and working in places, yeah, yeah, cultural significance, especially like the I want to believe posters yep. always just like everywhere. Um, like I said before on our other podcast, I have a comic book that kind of goes around, kind of dances around. Oh, the um, at least the, the lone, lone gun. gun it's, uh, yeah, you have the um. Lone Gunman spin up because there was a Lone Gun uh very brief we'll get to the excuse me we'll get to the Lone Gunman event eventually they don't come in for a while but yes there were a couple spin-offs uh, excuse now I have the hiccups what the fuck's going on um there were a couple spin-offs of this show later on down the line and one of them yeah was the Lone Gunman yeah so just trying to like check that out and like trying just getting more and more involved Mm -hmm. and watching this i definitely am very curious and want to keep watching it uh this i think this first episode is a great introductory episode for anyone Mm -hmm. like like i said before usually takes a couple episodes for you to kind of get to know the characters and kind of their relationship it's a strong pilot throws you right in it's very strong in terms of like like, especially with everyone and the interesting thing is a lot of pilot episodes kind of end up uh like if anybody ever watches the pilot of like oh here's a good one i'll pick one from around the the uh pilot episode of seinfeld is recognizably seinfeld but just a whisker off because they haven't quite developed all the way into Seinfeld yet, which is true of most pilots. Um, And this one is pretty much X-Files right from the get-go. There's a few things that tweak here and there, but basically, I mean, the writing gets a little bit stronger, obviously, because um, they don't have to exposition the shit out of who everybody is and what everything is and all that stuff but it's basically the same uh throughout the rest of the series so um yeah let's do uh let's see we just did your final thoughts i'll give my final thoughts on having revisited the series this is my this is going to be my third or fourth time through the series from the beginning. Um, not even counting the times I just go, I want to watch Squeeze or I want to watch uh, Home. Those are the name of episodes we'll be getting to. Uh, Squeeze is actually... I thought you were talking about the band Squeeze yeah. and I was just like, that. they have nothing no, to do No, in fact, Squeeze is the third episode. It's not the next episode we're doing, uh, the next episode we're doing is uh, Deep Throat. Giggity, uh, giggity, giggity, giggity. Uh, it is kind of the pilot part two uh, because Deep Throat, uh, who the episode is named after, is a character introduced in the episode who plays a pretty significant part for a good chunk 
of time. So it's it's almost like pilot part two, but it's uh, going to happen the next time we record. So we'll do that. Uh, and yeah, just like I said, pilot, good strong episode for the first time introduction to the X-Files. So what would you do? This is something else I'm going to steal from my buddy Andy because I kind of like it. What would you give this episode for a letter grade on the standard A through F <coughs> scale that we all know? Um, <clears throat> I give this an A. Yep. I mean, in terms of if you're looking at specifically like if it came if like looking back being the first time you've ever really seen mm-hmm. this, uh, I feel like especially for most pilots, I always look back and think, did it do? Did it set up what it was supposed to do? Mm-hmm. And I think strongly that I think that it was very cohesive in terms of characters, uh, very cohesive of what the overarching idea of this show is going to be. Um, I think it does a really good job and is very strong, so I give it an A. I'll echo everything you said. I think I'll give it an A for all the same reasons. I think you're right. Uh, In terms of doing exactly what a pilot is supposed to do, um, it, there's no way you can walk out of this episode wanting to know, not necessarily not wanting to know more because you want to know more about who everybody is and you want to know where they're going. But in terms of like, you can't leave the episode not understanding what you're in for, I guess is what I mean. Yeah. And even the story itself is a pretty strong story in terms of like setting up that the show is going to be a lot about weird phenomena. A lot of fun, weird stuff happens in this episode. Um, and you get to know, you know, what kind of like alien stuff you're in for and all that. So yeah, I'll also give it an A. Good deal. Booyah. And like I said, uh, next time we're going to talk about Deep Throat. So go ahead and... Giggity. <laughs> giggity, 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 giggity. Go ahead and uh, check that episode out. Uh, if you're hearing this episode for whatever reason without... N- knowing how to access i don't know why you would be listening to this but just in case you don't know where you can access the x files besides on blu-ray or dvd the whole thing is on hulu so uh and also on amazon prime you can buy the seasons on amazon uh if you have like amazon prime video but uh so yeah go ahead do your homework for next time and this is where we're gonna end the episode so Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. The FBI's Most Unwanted is a production of Two Broke Geeks Entertainment and is part of the Atomic Geekdom Network. Find the flagship Two Broke Geeks podcast wherever you download podcasts or online at twobrokegeeks.com. You can find the Atomic Geekdom Network at atomicgeekdom.com. Our artwork is by Justin Kowalski. You can find him on Twitter at J underscore Rocka. Our theme music is by Tony Longworth. You can find him on Twitter at Tony Longworth or on Facebook, Tony Longworth Dark Composer. You can help out the podcast by subscribing and leaving us a review. Thanks. 